News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and to uh, all of you who may be listening, wherever you may be listening, on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app or on the On the Mark KHMO Facebook page. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. you got to ask about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles, the the no-fear warranty. And I just talked with the general manager, Jason Buxman, the other day. And uh, you know what next week is, right? It's the end of the year. End of the year deals. Uh, stop by the dealership. They are making deals for you uh, to close out an incredible 2022. So get involved with everything they got going on. Now, happy uh, Merry Christmas Eve, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us here live in studio at our KHMO studios here in Quincy. I will say, if you're listening on the terrestrial radio, you can follow me on Twitter, at Mark Espin. Follow the show on the Mark KHMO on Facebook and join the Facebook Live. Uh, we have an absolutely jam-packed show for you today. Uh, we have um, to talk Trevor Lawrence. We've got to talk uh, through all of the games on Saturday and Sunday in the NFL. Uh, Christmas Day in the NBA on Sunday. Christmas has quickly become... Uh, one of the best sports days of the year, which is so great for all of us because you get the presents, you get the family, and then you get a day of watching basketball and football. I'm, I'm going to, at the end of the show, lay out for you exactly what you should do to maximize your viewing on Christmas Day. There are certain NBA games you don't need to watch. There are certain NFL games you don't need to watch. I, yes, I admit there are certain NFL games you don't need to watch. So I'm going to uh, lay out uh, your perfect Christmas Day sports viewing schedule for you. Um, And then um, there is a huge, huge rumor swirling in the NFL coaching world uh, that we're waking up to this morning, thanks to Adam Schefter and some of the insiders at ESPN. We'll give you uh, a breakdown of what that is and what certain teams should and shouldn't do based on this uh, this big, huge, swirling rumor. It's episode 166 of On the Mark. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Christmas Eve. Let's jump into it. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. We have to start with the Thursday night football matchup of Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson. And what we saw on Thursday night football was more than Jets, Jags, more than two teams uh, that are uh, alive for the playoffs in the very loaded AFC. But what we saw is two organizations that are headed in different directions and have done things very differently. If you remember, back during uh, the season two years ago, the Jets and the Jags were both awful, absolutely brutal. Uh, Doug Marone and the Jags kind of hanging on there, uh, you know, falling apart. Both uh, they had won a game early in the season, but you know we're you know we're up to 10, 12 losses. The Jets were zero and nine, zero and ten. They were absolutely dreadful. The Sam Darnold days, and the uh, Jets ended up winning two games. The Jags ended up winning one game. And the Jags get the number one overall pick. The Jets get the number two overall pick. Not a big deal, right? Not a big deal. Yeah, you miss out on Trevor Lawrence, but there's a ton of other quarterback prospects. There's this kid up in North Dakota who's massive. He's raw. He's a freak athlete. Throws the ball out the stadium. Named Trey Lance. Got a cool-sounding name. There's this kid at Ohio State who's tough as nails. An absolute monster athlete with a cannon of a deep ball who just is going to beat Clemson in the playoff and lead his team to a national title uh, run and lose ultimately to a better Alabama team. But a really, I mean, 
really great kid, hardworking, soft-spoken teammates to love him. Big-time school, and a big, big-time player to big-time school. Heisman Trophy candidate. His name's Justin Fields. Cool name. Seems like a cool guy. So don't worry. If you don't get Trevor Lawrence, you got those two guys. And then you have this kid out of Alabama who's had a, new, a monster season. Kind of came out of nowhere like Joe Burrow just did. And he, he, you know, he's not a freak athlete, but he's like your stereotypical pocket passer. He's kind of got Tom Brady vibes. Tall, not too big, mobile enough, really accurate with some incredible big play wide receivers at Alabama, and just lighting the world on fire. His name's McCorkle Jones, but they call him Mac. Yeah, big-time school, easy to translate to the NFL. And uh, and then, of course, there's this kid at BYU, and uh, he's a little undersized. He's kind of like a, a cleaned-up, more, uh, you know, want-to-date-your-daughter version of Johnny Manziel. Good-looking kid, a little undersized. He plays a little wild. You know, you could almost say it's a little Patrick Mahomes-esque. Arm angles, plays free, really nice deep ball. But his best season was during COVID. They didn't really play anyone. They played at BYU, and the schedule was weak. And, he, and he's not great in the pocket. But, I mean, in shorts... In the, in the room, you look at that guy, he's the handsomest kid in the room, and uh, his name's Zach Wilson. So don't worry, you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence, Judd. See, he's going to go number one overall, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, you, but you'll find, you'll find your guy out of, out of the rest of that group. If you remember those days, I was on the air, and I was saying, I don't believe in Zach Wilson. I would not take Zach Wilson ahead of any of the other guys. He'd be the last quarterback of that group that I would take. Didn't like his size. Didn't like the competition he played against. Didn't like the kind of cocky attitude. Didn't like that uh, he he did not look actually great on the field. His highlights were all coming from that pro day where he's moving to his left, throws right on a big deep ball in shorts and a athletic tee. Remember that? And, uh, and, and and what we see now, two years later, as the Jags and the Jets play each other, are organizations that are both competing for the playoffs, even though two years ago they were at the bottom of the league. So that's great, right? That's great. But they're headed in really different directions. The Jaguars, a year ago, with, with Trevor Lawrence as a rookie, brought in a, a big-time college coach. We're going to go... In this unique way, and it was an absolute disaster. Disaster. You got coach getting fired middle of the year, weird videos coming out, getting drunk at a college bar with a girl and thumb. And the Jets hire a real adult, the best defensive coordinator on the market, Robert Sala. And he comes in, kind of, you know, tough guy attitude, New York. We're going to build up this defense. And we're going to uh, we're going to you know brick by brick build a winner here. And Zach Wilson has an up and down year, gets a little banged up, but it, it's okay. None of the rookies had a great year last year. Trey Lance didn't really play. Justin Fields it was ugly with Matt Nagy, and you're like, oh, this guy, I don't know, I don't know if he's the guy. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he was he was bad. Twelve touchdowns, seventeen interceptions. Mac Jones led his team to the playoffs, but. You know, when it really counted, he was limited in that one game. He only threw three passes against Buffalo. You know, Davis Mills kind of had a nice year. So it was a reset, right? You go into this year and you think, all right, everything's on the table. Trey Lance is going to start. Justin Fields is going to start. Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, they all these guys ready to bounce back, have a big year number two. The Jags made the right move. They went out and they got an offensive coach, an adult in the room, and Doug Peterson. We're going to turn this thing around. And look where we are here towards the end of year two. You have a, a franchise that is ready to win now. They have really good weapons. They have an injured offensive line, but when healthy, it's it's a really good offensive line. They have a defense that's 
when healthy and playing well, a top five defense in the NFL, led by a really, really smart, energetic defensive head coach. Not a bad place to be in the NFL, right? Problem is, they they drafted the wrong guy, and 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 so they are absolutely rudderless right now. Mike White, maybe we go after Jimmy Garoppolo in the off season. I mean, the Jets. It, it, they're squandering it. It's a squandered year. And you know, we know as NFL fans, defenses don't last like that, right? You need to constantly revamp. One of the teams that's had a really good defense over the last five years consistently has been San Francisco. But even then, pieces has come in, have come in and out. Defensive coordinators have come in and out. It's not the same defense as it was five years ago when it was really great. And it's still really great now. You know, you add a Fred Warner. You have to go find people. The cornerback Ward from uh, from uh, uh, you know the Chiefs. They had to you have to revamp it. So there's no guarantee this Jets defense. I mean, look at the look at the Cowboys defense last year, setting the world on fire. And this year they slid up 40 points to Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. It's really hard to have a good defense consistently year after year in the NFL. It's a squandered year for the Jets right now because they got the quarterback wrong. They got it wrong. Meanwhile, the Jags and Trevor Lawrence, look at the turnaround. Year one, 59.6% completion percentage in utter chaos. Year two with Doug Peterson, an adult in the room, added some weapons. And he's got Ridley next year as they made a great trade in the uh, the trade deadline that no one's talking about because Ridley's not playing this year because that stupid gambling suspension. He improves it up to 65.9, 66% completion percentage. For the Jags, it's incredible. The jump. He's already got more yards than he did last year, and he's still got two games to go. 3,749. The Bears have never had a 3,000-yard passer. Trevor Lawrence had a back-to-back years. And he's got more yards. He's improving year two. And he's still got two games left. Year one, remember, in 17 games, 12 touchdown passes, 17 interceptions. Year two, 24 touchdown passes, seven interceptions, three to one touchdown ratio. Better than three to one. Trevor Lawrence is arriving. He's exploding. The next time your franchise has a chance to get an all world talent, one that we know is a can't miss process prospect. This year we don't have it. Bryce Young, there's question marks. CJ Stroud, there's question marks. Will Levis, there's question question marks. If you need a quarterback, yeah, you want to be in the top five of the draft so you can have your kind of pick of the litter, not have to trade up to get those guys. Trading up and spending a lot like the Niners did to get Trey Lance can kind of bite you in the butt. you know. But if you're just bad and you luck into one of those guys, there's no reason not to take them if you need a quarterback. But you do everything you can to get a Trevor Lawrence, and this is why. Because all you have to do with Trevor Lawrence is give him an adult head coach who knows what they're doing. And some weapons and some protection. And look at the jump. Look at the jump. The Jags are going to win the AFC South. I'll tell you right now. That's how I feel on this Christmas Eve morning. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win the AFC South. And it only it, two years ago, they were the worst team in the league. Last year, they were the worst team in the league. And the number one overall pick. And that kid hasn't been playing great. Walker out of Georgia. You know Where has he been? But it's because they got the quarterback right and they got the coach right with the quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely they did. And so it it just goes to show the NFL is so great because that's how quickly it can turn. Look how long this rebuild has been for the Orlando Magic in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons. How long of a rebuild the Rockets and the Thunder are in right now. It takes forever and a year and then some. To, to turn it around in the NBA. The Pelicans, year three, finally with Zion. And, and it's like, all right, now, okay, whew, starting to pick up some steam. In the NFL, it can change overnight. If you get the right, look at the Bengals, Joe Burrow. It can change overnight. The Jags are another great example of that. Now, the Jets, they're, they're, not, um, they're not the Texans. And the Jets are have done a lot of great things. 
But the Jets now are in that awkward mode where they absolutely have to go be aggressive in the quarterback market, whether that means drafting, whether that means trading, whether that means free agents. They have to be the most, they have to be aggressive. And that's a bad place to be as an NFL franchise when you have a win now team, especially in a division with the second best quarterback in the NFL who's not going anywhere. Like, you do not want to patchwork this thing against Josh Allen for the next te- five, ten years. Because you're going to lose the majority of those battles. I'll just say this. I'll end my uh, Jets-Jags uh, um, talk by saying this. I firmly believe the Jags right now will make the playoffs, especially with the Ryan Tannehill injury. I think the, I think the Titans are going to be pretty brutal with Malik Willis the next uh, couple weeks. And I'll say this. I'm happy for the Jags fans. They deserve a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. They've been a quarterback needy franchise like my Bears for forever. And and you look at right now, this morning, Christmas Eve 2022, who would I take ahead of Trevor Lawrence for the next five years? I would take Mahomes, I'd take Allen, I'd take Burrow. I think I'd take Herbert, but then he is at the front of that next group. He is at the absolute front of that next group. Lawrence, Jackson, Hertz, Fields, Murray. I, I mean, I'd, I, I'd, take, I'd take Lawrence over Murray. I'd take Lawrence probably over Hertz. Jackson and Lawrence would be a kind of a coin toss. Fields would be right there in the, in that group. Who else? You take a Jared Goff for the next five years over Lawrence? Probably not. Taking Dak, taking Kirk, you taking Derek Carr, you taking Russell Wilson, taking Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. I mean, he is. This is it. He is arriving. And if he can lead the Jags to the playoffs and win the AFC South and they can host a playoff game, I mean, things are turned around in Jacksonville and it's because they got the quarterback right and they finally got the coach in the room with that quarterback. We'll talk more about getting the coach in the room with the quarterback a little later on in the show. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Broadcasting live from our KHMO studios here in Quincy. Uh, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Follow the show on Facebook, On The Mark KHMO. All one word, On The Mark KHMO on Facebook. All right, when we come back, let's go through all the games. I got my lock of the week. I got my upset of the week. We will go through the slate of NFL games. We'll have some fun doing it. Live and local in America's News Talk 1070 Cage Moe. on the mark. Hello, my name is... I'm Megan Hawker, and welcome to Heartbeat. In 2020, the sale of sympathy cards were at an all-time high due to the COVID-19 pandemic. An article was published in the New York Times regarding the shortages of sympathy cards as so many of our loved ones were grieving. The author of the article, Michael Corkery, said, Speaking words is important, but sometimes you have to write them down. Many detractors of Christianity claim that the only thing us believers offer is, quote, thoughts and prayers. We need to be more present than that. When we can't physically be with someone who is suffering, this real-life example shows us how much putting our prayers, concerns, and comforting words in writing can mean to the people in our community. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Do you struggle with dizziness or loss of balance? When you roll over in bed, does the room spin? Do you have a difficult time concentrating and ringing in your ears? These are scary and debilitating symptoms of vestibular disorders, which affect the inner ear and brain. These symptoms are invisible and are often overlooked by others. But there's hope. Learn more about vestibular disorders at vestibular.org. Visit vestibular.org or call 800-837-8428. 1070 KHMO. On the mark, brought to you by new, uh, Cunis Honda Hyundai. It's your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Over 3,000 new news vehicles to choose from. Listen, it's the holidays. 
You are driving around. It's negative 22 at the wind chill yesterday. Just brutal. And if you are driving around in something that you don't trust in the winter weather and you don't got good heat, all that stuff, get yourself into a new vehicle from Cunis Honda Hyundai or check out their over 3,000 used vehicles to choose from as well. Their network of dealers, shopcunis.com. Tell them Mark sent you to stop in the dealership and to get yourself into something new and reliable and for probably less than you're paying now. That's what the Cunis team could do as you're heading into the new year. All right, uh, let's jump into it. We got a full slate of NFL action. And I'll just say this I don't love a lot of underdogs today. It is a full slate of NFL action on a Saturday, and I do not love a lot of underdogs. The favorites, um, I feel good about. Now, will some underdogs cover? Maybe. But I feel I feel pretty good about a lot of the favorites here. And, and part of that is, excuse me, we just know so much here at Week 16. Like we just know so much, so don't overthink it. All right, let's jump into a Bills 11-3 at the 3-11 Chicago Bears. Um, I The Bills will win this game. Uh, the Bears are absolutely... Uh, running on empty. I mean, they are, you know, uh, Claypool's out, Jack Seaborn's out. It's Justin Fields and a bunch of nobodies. I think Justin Fields have a good game. The Bills defense isn't, um, uh, you know, playing all world right now. And Justin Fields is making good defenses even look look bad. So look for Justin Fields to have a big game. It's going to be frigid in Chicago. Feels like temperatures into the negatives. Um, but I'll take the Bills over the Bears. Will the Bears cover? They covered against the Eagles eight points. I think the Bears could cover because I think it could be low scoring. You know, 24-17, Bears cover. Uh, with a late touchdown drive, you know, uh, the, the Bills should be in control of this game. I'll say this. If the Bills don't look good in this game, it's a bad news for the Bills because uh, this is the kind of weather they play at home in anyways. And the Bears' uh, defense is complete Swiss cheese right now. Uh, so I like the Bills to take care of my Bears. And I think the Bears also really understand now the importance of where they're at and just getting the number two overall pick if they can. Because that is a gold mine. Whether to just take the best player available for themselves or get a, a king's ransom of, of picks and players uh, to move up to get a, a quarterback for a team that needs one. Uh, the Saints at the Browns. Listen, Cleveland showed some fight last week, and I like I like the Browns at home in the weather outside. Um, listen, Andy Dalton in the Saints offense is uh, so hit or miss. I think that you you know they they they've been using Taysom Hill a little bit more, some tricks and gadgets. Uh, this is one of those games that gets a little bit of a throwaway, but the Browns feel like they have. Still a little bit more to play for than New Orleans, even though New Orleans isn't out of it in their own division yet. I'll take the Browns at home in a low-scoring, cold, another cold game. I mean, all these games outside in the in the northern cities are going to be brutal. Texans at Titans going to be very cold in Tennessee. This is interesting because there's no Ryan Tannehill. I think you're going to get a massive Derrick Henry game. Derrick Henry always has big games against Tex- the Texans. The Texans have shown a little fight. They're feisty-er. Uh, but I think this is a, a big Derrick Henry game. Uh, the Titans uh, kind of get back on track a little bit. They keep the ball out of their rookie quarterback's hands. And the Texans know what's up. They know that they want the number one overall pick. They're not trying to win some games here late and screw this thing up. And I think it sets up, it's going to help set up a Titans-Jags battle week 18 for the division. I like the Titans at home over the Texans. Seahawks at Chiefs. It's a big game for the Seahawks, and it's a huge game for the Chiefs because the Chiefs, again, you know, number one overall seed by week playing an AFC championship game in uh, Kansas City is really important. And I think the Chiefs know that. The Chiefs do not have the tiebreaker against Buffalo or Cincinnati. So for them staying as the three loss team and uh, and hoping that the Bills slip up somewhere is really crucially important. Um, they, and they certainly don't want to all of a sudden fall to the three seed to where they'd be playing in Cincy or Buffalo. 
stay at that two seed? Can they get to the one seed? I think it's really important for them. And listen, I think the Seattle Seahawks have just absolutely maximized. They feel a little bit like the Giants and the Commanders. Those three teams all feel very similar to me. They've all played well above expectations for the most part. And um, and and credit to them and their coaching staffs and the players, but it feels like they've just hit that ceiling. In Kansas City, really tough place to play. Mahomes having an opportunity, I think, knowing, too, that with Hurts missing this game and possibly the next, the MVP's a little up for grabs here at the moment. I think Mahomes has a big day, a big Travis Kelsey day, really cold temperatures. I like the Chiefs at home to take care of the Seahawks. Will they cover the 10? Uh, probably not. Again, it's a lot of points, and the weather is such a factor. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be particularly close, even if Seattle covers the 10, if that makes sense. Uh, Giants at Vikings, 8-5-1 Giants, 11-3 Vikings. This is a really fascinating game for both teams. The The Vikings have everything locked up, right? They have the, they have the division locked up. They're going to the playoffs. But the Vikings also understand as well they want that two seed. They want to be able to hang around and make sure that they can play as many games in Minnesota as possible. They do not want to be on the road uh, in uh, in uh, San Francisco. They don't want to go play San Francisco in their building. They want San Francisco coming to them. They understand right now the Eagles, uh, you know, uh, are a little wounded with Jalen Hurts. So even though they're a one loss team and they have the tiebreaker, it's going to be a lot. It's going to take a lot for the Eagles to uh, give up the one seed to the Vikings, but they have a ton to play for. Meanwhile, on the flip side, the Giants feel like they won a little bit of their Super Bowl, their playoff game, kind of taking care of the commanders on Sunday night football. And uh, maybe a little bit of pressure off type of feeling on the road. I you know, The Vikings survived by the skin of their teeth in, in uh, last week against Indianapolis. I don't feel good picking the Vikings, but I will pick the Vikings to win at home against the Giants. The Giants, um, again, feel like they've maximized everything out. I'll take the Vikings and them to cover uh, against the Giants. Bengals at Patriots. I love the Bengals in this game. The Patriots' loss last week is one of those. I think it's a hangover loss. I think they come out sloppy, angry, you know, frustrated, trying to prove whatever the heck happened uh, in one of the most devastatingly odd losses we've seen in a long time, especially coming from a Bill Belichick coach Patriots team to the to the Raiders last week, and the Bengals know what they're playing for. The Bengals know if they can stay a four loss team, win their division, and hope for some sort of slip up with Kansas City and uh, and Buffalo, and they play Buffalo. They can host. They still the one seat is up for grabs still in the AFC, and the Bengals know that. So the Bengals can have the tiebreaker over the Bills and the Chiefs. I, I I know it's the Patriots. I think this game will be tough. It'll be lower scoring. The Patriots defense will come out and have a good game. Uh, I think the Bengals win. I think they they push. I think it's a twenty four twenty one Bengals win, or you know. 20 to 17, Bengals win by a field goal. Joe Burrow has a drive late. I think Mac Jones will have a good second half. Like, though, the Patriots will get together, but I think they'll come out. It'll be a weird, sloppy, you know, trying to try too hard type of game to prove what happened last week was uh, not the case. Again, a cold game in Foxborough, but I like the Bengals. They're playing for too much right now, they're the better team. Better uh, better offense by far, and their defense isn't too far off the Patriots' defense. I'd argue they're 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 much closer than you think. Seven and seven Lions at the five and nine Panthers. The Panthers are still playing for the division, which is crazy. And Sam Darnold has been playing better for the Panthers, and certainly at home, uh, I get why they're only uh, Detroit's only favored by two and a half. But I love the Lions here. Lions know that winning out is kind of their only way. To, to make sure they they have a chance to make the playoffs for the first time in a decade. Um, the Lions are, in, in my opinion right now, the third best team in the NFC. Eagles and Niners are better than the Lions. You can't convince me right now that the Vikings are better than the Lions, that the Cowboys are better than the Lions. I love the Lions. I think the Lions will take care of business. 
uh, pretty handily in Carolina. It's a, it's a, a stingy Carolina defense, but I think the the Lions' improved defense, especially the defensive line, can get after Darnold a little bit, uh, keep it muddied, and uh, the the relationship that Goff and St. Brown have right now, Goff should be a Pro Bowl quarterback for the NFC. Goff is uh, having a terrific year, and I think it continues with a big win for the Lions in Carolina. Five and nine Falcons at the nine and five Ravens. It doesn't look like Lamar is going to play in this game, but it's going to be really cold weather um, in uh, in Baltimore. I like the Ravens to take care of business. They're playing for more, and um, we didn't see really anything out of Desmond Ritter last week that would give me confidence that they could go on the road against a uh, a, a good Baltimore defense with a Baltimore team that's playing for a ton. And win a game. Uh, Baltimore, they still have the division in their sights. I mean, they're only one loss off of the Bengals. And I and I think if you're Baltimore, you're still in this weird mode where you have a team that feels like it could get hot still when you get your quarterback back. So I, I don't I don't see the Falcons coming in and pulling off some sort of mega upset against the Ravens, even though. They are still very much alive in their own division as well. Commanders at Niners, 7-6-1 Commanders at the 10-4 Niners. I'm betting a line. This is my upset of the week. I will take the Commanders to be within 6.5 points of the Niners. And let me explain. Commanders are coming off a really brutal Sunday Night Football loss where we as America watch them get a little bit screwed. Pass interference call, uh, you know, Terry McLaurin on the line with the judge, the referee, the line judge saying you're good, you're not good, thumbs up, flag. I think the commanders come out, play really inspired football. I could even see the commanders leading this game in the second half. The Niners are the better team, better coach, much better roster, and a really great defense. It'll be low scoring it's also why I think this stays within six and a half. I think the Niners win, and I think the Niners will you leave the game feeling like, oh, it wasn't too bad. Like the Niners, they won that game, but I do think it's within six and a half. I, I mean, this game, I think 17 10, uh, 13, 17 13, 17, you know, 20 to 2016, something along those lines. I, I, I don't like the number. And again, I said before going into this, I don't love a lot of these underdogs. I'm, I'm struggling. I was tr- struggling to find an upset of the week. This is the one I like the most because the number six and a half for a good commander's team that is still playing for a ton. I get it. It's on the road. And I get that the Niners are a juggernaut right now, but it's Brock Purdy. Then maybe Jack Del Rio and, you know, and, and, and Ron Rivera, two really good defensive minds. Maybe they find something. To make him a little uncomfortable, give themselves a chance I, 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 uh, to stay within six and a half points. You, I, you can hear it in my voice. I'm convincing myself of this as we're talking through it. The Niners will win. Commanders will stay within six and a half. Eagles at Cowboys. The 13-1 Eagles will be without Jalen Hurts. Garner Minshew will get the start at the 10-4 Cowboys. Cowboys favored by four and a half. I put this as my toss-up because I I don't want to give gambling advice on a game that I don't trust myself too much. I mean, I, I'm willing to do it with the, with the commanders because I do feel strong enough in that way. But you don't know what's going to happen with the back of quarterback with Menchu. I will just say this. If right before the game kicks off, I sprinkle a little money on the Eagles' money line, I'm just, gonna let, I'm just putting that out there. I think the Eagles are the Eagles are the better team. Minshew is one of the better backups in the league. This is one of those prime spots where Dallas can just shoot themselves in the foot. I think the Eagles can can handle the Dallas Cowboys run game. I think that the wide receivers of the Eagles are good enough to give Minshew enough looks to feel confident where he can make a couple plays. Keep the ball moving. 
I think this game's going to be must watch. It is it, to me it is the watch game of Saturday. Saturday's got a lot of, you know, Falcons, Ravens, you know, uh, uh Texans, Titans, Saints, Browns, Bills, Bears. Eagles even though they're without their starting quarterback at at the Cowboys will be I think a fascinating game. Cowboys need it. They need it. They need it for their psyche, for their confidence. It's not going to matter anything with the division. Cowboys are going to be the number one probably wild card team in the NFC. But they they need this emotionally. Because imagine if you're sitting there and you're a Cowboys fan and you're waking up Christmas morning and you lost at home to the backup quarterback for the Eagles who you know are already a better team and you can't beat them with your backup at home. I mean, your your season's kind of over. So part of me is a guy who just doesn't really love Dallas. Feels like that's kind of what I want to happen. That's why I'm putting it out there. Dallas should win. Maybe sprinkle Eagles money line. Just saying. All right. Um, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. Broadcasting live in our KHMO studios here in Quincy. Moving on to the Sunday uh, Saturday night game, Raiders at Steelers. This game's going to be really emotional for the Steelers. Franco Harris, the legend, passed away. The Raiders coming off a wild, wild win. I love the Steelers at home in the cold, playing emotional, playing for Franco in a weird, sloppy game. Mike Tomlin fighting, clawing, scrapping to have every season be above 500. I'll take the Steelers at home to win by three over the Raiders. Uh, Moving on to Sunday. Here it is, my lock of the week. It is my bet of the year, I feel like. I feel so, 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 so so confident. I love, love the Dolphins minus three and a half against the Packers. The Dolphins are going to win this game, and I think they're going to win this game handily. The Dolphins have had a really rough stretch. They've been kind of beat up. You got, you know, outplayed by Tua and Justin Herbert, the Chargers, then the Bills. You know, they went up against kind of the big boys. Allen, Herbert, and you know, they didn't look great. They lost to San Francisco. They, they didn't look great. So they have a rough stretch. They're home. It is going to be nice weather. They get the Packers coming into town off of a, a Monday night football win where the Packers played well on the national stage against a horrific third stringers for the Rams. I love the Dolphins blow the doors off the Packers. The the Dolphins offense is is uh, is built to take advantage of this Packers defense. The pack the, the Dolphins defense can handle the run game of the Packers. I think this is Christmas Day noon. I I, I fully expect the Dolphins to come out and just blow the doors off the Packers. The Dolphins are the better team. I think they're the better coach team. They have more talent. And they're playing for a lot more. A lot more. I love the Dolphins at home. To win this game by probably a touchdown. 21-14, a really nice, impressive win for the Dolphins. Tua gets back on track against the Packers at home. Love it. It's my block of the century. Love it. As much as I didn't feel that confident about my upset, I love my lock. Uh, and then finally, uh, uh, Broncos Rams is going to be the worst game in NFL history. I don't know how they decided the Rams uh, are underdogs at home. I like the Rams though. Give me Baker Mayfield against whatever the Broncos put out there. Uh, ugly game. Don't watch it. Uh, Buccaneers Cardinals. This is a. If the Buccaneers lose, I mean Tom Brady should just announce his. Free agency and be like, I'm, I'm not playing any more football for the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have to win this game. They have to win it confidently to give us and themselves some confidence saying, okay, we're going to win this division and when, let's just get into the dance and see what happens. Bucks, I'll take care of the Cardinals. I don't know if they cover the seven and a half. I hope they do. So Cardinals are direct. Chargers, Colts, Monday Night Football. It's in Indianapolis. This is one of those. Perfect Chargers losses, but I feel a little bit different about this Chargers team. I think that Justin Herbert will will this team to a playoff spot. I think the Chargers will take care of the Colts, get their ninth win on Monday Night Football 
in Indianapolis. Uh, there you go. That is our Week 16 NFL preview. When we come back, interesting coaching news in the NFL and what certain teams should do about this news. We're live and local on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. It's on the mark. Chris Domine is a husband and a father. Chris is an athlete. Chris is even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris was facing a very different story because his kidneys were failing. Basically, the doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant and if you don't do dialysis, you, you are going to die. Fortunately, Chris received a second chance at life, made possible by an organ donor. You know, your well-being changes from loss of hope to hope to better times ahead. More than 100 million people in America are registered organ, eye, and tissue donors. People of every age and ethnicity because they believe it's the right thing to do. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. There are places, people, and conditions in this world that almost seem beyond hope. But not when Mercy Ships is there. Mercy Ships is a place restoring sight to the blind, normalcy to the deformed, beauty and happiness to the outcast, and joy to the brokenhearted. And many times, you can almost see the life coming back into them. Can't be that. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world, staffed with some of the most skilled volunteer medical professionals and crew. Mercy Ships is the reason why hope is now in sight for those who need it most. To learn more, go to mercyships.org today. Here's your weatherology forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Bright sunshine expected today with highs around 15. West winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. Three above tonight, mainly clear. High of 20 tomorrow. One to two inches of snow tomorrow night through Monday. Right now, nine above. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. The KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. You got to ask about that lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you that no fear powertrain warranty. All right. So there's a report out of ESPN this morning, and it is fascinating. We've known that Sean Payton wants to get back into coaching. Sean Payton's been on Fox, and, you know, he's looking for maybe the next spot. What's really fascinating about this report from Adam Schefter is that Sean Payton is apparently already recruited defensive genius, probably the best defensive coach in the NFL, and he's not in the NFL right now, Vic Fangio, to be his defensive coordinator. Vic Fangio has did not succeed as a head coach. Probably not his fault, totally. But he is a brilliant defensive coordinator. This is a dream team. An absolute dream team of coaching. I would argue there are at least 14 NFL teams that should fire their staffs and go after Sean Payton and Vic Fangio. I would argue it. Now, I think that Peyton and uh, has where he wants to go, but I would argue in the AFC, the Broncos, the Colts, the Texans, the Steelers, yes, I said it, the Steelers and the Chargers should go all in on this, all in. The Chargers are where Sean Peyton wants to go, and Vic Fangio, it makes sense as well. He gets Khalil Mack back like he had in Chicago. He gets Bosa, Derwin James, he gets all those great weapons. And then Sean Payton gets his guy, Justin Herbert, for the next 10 years. The Chargers are the favorite. That's what they want. That's the job they want. And the Chargers, I don't care if they make the playoffs, if Sean Payton and Vic Fangio say, we want to coach your team, should absolutely fire Brandon Staley and bring them in. I would also argue in the NFC, the Commanders, the Bears, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Cowboys should also make plays. Now, the Rams only if Sean McVay retires. You keep Sean McVay if he wants to coach. 
and I think he does. He's I think he's using it for leverage the TV jobs. But if Sean McVay retires, absolutely. Cowboys, yes, you should fire Mike McCarthy and go get Sean Payton and and uh, and, and Vic Fangio. Commanders, Bears, yes, Bears. If if you could make the pitch to them, you should absolutely do it. Absolutely. The Bears, Ryan Poles and the ownership group should have private conversations with Sean Payton and Vic Fangio and say, we'll, we'll give you whatever you want. Come take Justin Fields and let's go to the next level. I would argue about half the league should go all in on Sean Payton and Vic Fangio. When you combine, by the I know I would I would add there are teams in this group that I didn't mention like the Jets should offer. I but again I don't know if Sean Payton wants those jobs, so don't just fire your coach to fire him. But you should absolutely be making the calls behind the scenes. If Sean Payton and Vic Fangio are an actual team that's willing to go to certain places, holy smokes, holy smokes, your team should be aggressive in trying to get Sean Payton. And Vic Fangio. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, a lot of it's going to depend on if you're Sean Payton and you're his agent, put out the feelers to the five. If I'm Sean Payton, I don't want the Jets job. But if I'm Sean Payton, I would I would consider the Chargers would be number one. The Texans would be interesting because you get the number one pick. I, you know, Cardinals would be interesting with Kyler Murray and that defense. And I think the Bears would be interesting. I would I would be in on the Bears. All right, when we come back, I'm going to lay out for you exactly what you need to do and how you need to spend Christmas Day. It's on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. With love I will build a wonderful thing that makes this life better for you. Shriners Hospitals for Children has been creating wonderful opportunities for children in need. This life-changing medical care helps them do the things they've always dreamed of. Shriners Hospitals for Children has done so much for me and so many other kids. I can dance. I can play games with my friends. Because of Shriners Hospitals for Children, I have no limits. And I'm doing more than what I ever thought possible. To find out more about how children in need are being helped every day, go to loveshriners.org today. Hi, I'm EB, and welcome to Heartbeat. In the middle of a conflict, remembering to pause and lift your concerns to God is an invaluable habit to form. When you're in the midst of an argument and about to do some serious damage to a relationship, the best thing you can do is stop. And ask God, how can you honor him in this moment? In the military, this stop is known as a tactical pause. This pause allows for reflection and assessment before or in the middle of military action. A tactical pause gives leadership time to stop and think before making a crucial decision. Whether you're commanding a fleet of F-14s or you're managing a disagreement in your marriage, remember to stop, listen, and pray, and bring peace into what could have become chaos. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back down the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. 2022 is almost over. You know what that means? End of the year deals like never before. Stop by Cunis Honda Hyundai at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, just south of Broadway on 36th Street by the uh, by the Wendy's in the uh, Village Inn. When you walk into the dealership, just say, hey, Mark sent me. I need to get into a new vehicle in 2023. Uh, uh, the staff at uh, Cunis Honda Hyundai with Jeff and, and uh, Levi and the guys over there, they'll take incredible care of you. Tell them Mark sent you and start off the new year right in a new vehicle from Cunis Honda Hyundai. Ask them about that no fear lifetime powertrain warranty. All right. Christmas Day has become one of the best days in the sports calendar. 
We have three NFL games, and you have the NBA on Christmas Day, 76ers at the Knicks, Lakers at the Mavericks, Bucks at the Celtics, Grizzlies at the Warriors, Suns at the Nuggets. I want you to have the best Christmas Day possible. Now, if you're an absolute NBA fan and you just want to roll with the NBA all day, fine. I think those are all good matchups. 76ers at the Knicks. The Knicks are playing out of their minds right now. Jalen Brunson, scrappy, could certainly be poised to upset a team in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, The 76ers are one of those kind of juggernaut Eastern teams. The Lakers at the Mavericks got star power. It's LeBron. It's Luka. Uh, The Bucs at the Celtics are the two best teams in the East. The Bucs, I think, are the best team in the NBA. Um, they are going to be absolutely your favorites for the Eastern Conference Finals. So you get to watch that. That's going to be a great game. Grizzlies-Warriors was great two weeks ago. Steph out now. The the Warriors are falling apart injury-wise. But you get to watch John Morant. I get it. And then uh, Suns at Nuggets, two of the best in the West. And uh, the maybe you'd argue the, the second or third best player in the NBA right now, the back-to-back MVP with Jokic uh, for the Nuggets. Yeah, you, you, he's much watched television if you don't watch him enough. Here's what I would do, and here's what I'm going to do on Christmas Day as a sports fan. Packers Dolphins gets the TV at noon. You got Aaron Rodgers, you got the Dolphins, Miami, and I. And you know, I think Miami's going to win that game. You watch that game. When that game starts to wrap up and end, you go to Bucks Celtics at four o'clock. Sorry. Rams, Rams and Broncos. That would have been great. We thought three months ago when the season started, it's a poop game now. You don't need to put it on any TV. You go to Bucks Celtics because that is two of the top four teams in the NBA, the two best teams in the East, and I think the best player in the NBA in Giannis, best player in the world in Giannis, and the best team in the Bucks versus a great Boston Celtics team that was in the finals last year. So you go Dolphins, Packers, Bucks Celtics. Then, when the Bucks Celtics ends, flip over, go back to the NFL, go to Bucks versus Cardinals. Tom Brady, Christmas night. Can the Bucks show you some life? And 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 when the Bucks start take care in business and they they start rolling with the Cardinals, you can switch back to the NFL a little bit, uh, you know. But then you, I mean, the NBA a little bit, but then you end the day and you, and you, uh, when the Bucks start to close out the Cardinals, watch the Suns at the Nuggets late on Christmas night. Stay up late, pour another eggnog, watch the Suns and the Nuggets, two really great teams in the Western Conference play. It's been said that when someone you love 